Well, hello, and God bless you. Welcome to BluntEncouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blen, and as usual, I count a blessing to be here with all of you on this episode number 189 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, I have a question for you. What's a necessary nutrient that we may not be getting enough of? Hmm. Let's talk about that. Please take this time to go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blend encourages you is coming to you with Are You Salty? That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendencouragesyou.com site, If you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. All right, everybody. So a number of years ago, the Lord blessed me to do a study on salt at a conference. And I thought that I would share a condensed version with my BCU family. So let me start off by saying this. For many years, salt has gotten a very bad rap. And I am here to tell you that that rap is quote unquote fake news. (laughs) It is. It is fake news. Uh, As a matter of fact, God designed us to need salt in our lives. He just did. And we're going to talk about that. So what I'd like to do is to go to our anchor scripture. I'd like to give you a brief history of salt. And then let's talk about why it is essential to have salt in our diets naturally and in our daily interactions with people. So, of course, we want to start with the word of God, and I'd like to direct you all to Matthew chapter 5, verse number 13. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. Now, I'd like to stop right here, BCU family, and talk about that scripture in particular because uh, Jesus is, is he's so awesome. And when we look at this from 
his perspective, we'll understand the scripture so much more and apply it to our daily lives. So he said to his disciples, and of course that extends to all of us that follow Christ, that we are the salt of the earth. And when you think about salt, when it is used properly, it enhances or brings out the flavor in whatever it is that you put it on. So we have to think about having salt in ourselves. And if we're the salt of the earth, we should be enhancing wherever it is that we go. Uh, Many times I'll hear people say, you know, something to the effect of, you know, the atmosphere was heavy or I could feel uh, the, the enemy's presence in the atmosphere. And that does happen. You know, obviously we have to deal with all sorts of spiritual wickedness in high places. And I'm certainly not discounting that fact, but knowing that we've got Jesus down on the inside and part of having Jesus down on the inside means that we have that salt. Uh, it is us that we need to change the atmosphere, that we need to enhance wherever it is that we're going. We, as people of God, should be creating a thirst in the unbeliever to want to come to Christ. And for those that are believers and maybe struggling in a particular area or what have you, we want to be good examples. We want to be salty enough so that we're really good examples that lead people to be even more like Christ. So it's important for us to make sure that our salt is properly sprinkled, uh, if you will, wherever it is that we go. So Jesus, and that's just the first couple of words there, BCU family, of that, of that scripture. So Jesus said that we're the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste or purpose, how can it be made salty again? And I, I'm here to say that I've never had salt that has not tasted salty. But in this case, Jesus is saying that, you know, if we don't have that in us, you know, if the salt or the flavor is gone, you know, what can make you salty again? So that's saying something, BCU family, um, that if we don't keep the spirit of Christ on the inside like we're supposed to, eventually that salt goes away. And the Lord goes on to say that it is good for nothing but to be cast out. Oh, Lord, I thank you. And trodden under the foot of men. So if we are not allowing the Holy Spirit to guide our actions and and we're sprinkling pepper all over the place, as it were, eventually, you know, our salt shaker runs out. And if you're going to be trodden under the foot of men, sounds like to me, BCU family, that we run the risk of missing heaven, cast out and trodden. That does not sound like heaven to me. So we want to be sure with the help of the Lord that we are staying salty. And just to bring a natural perspective to being cast out and trodden under the foot of men. And this is going to especially resonate with those of us who live in colder climates where we get snow. Think about it, BCU family. For many of us, uh, we go out in the winter months and buy salt. Uh, salt that we put on our walkways, driveways, uh, our highways, and different interstates have salt or salt sand mixture uh, when the inclement weather comes about to help us to have some traction, to help melt the ice, to help keep us from slipping and falling 
those kinds of things. And if you think about it, that particular salt is trodden under the foot of people or under our wheels at this point uh, because of, you know, their vehicles and there weren't vehicles at that particular time in Bible days. But, you know, when you think about it, that salt is on the ground and eventually it just sort of goes away. So we don't want to have that sort of salt or be that kind of salt. We want to be the salt that, of course, uh, brings people to Christ, that that really does encourage people to be more like Christ. We want to be the valuable salt. That's who we want to be. And let's take a look at why we want to make sure that we're valuable salt and why Christ used this analogy. Let's go a little bit further and look at the history of salt. Now, salt comes from the ocean and salt water is usually channeled into smaller, more shallow pools of water. Now, when salt harvesting is intentionally done like this, it's the salt, uh, those little pools of water. There's wind, of course, and there's sun and it evaporates that smaller pool. And as the salt crystallizes, in many cases, it's hand harvested by people called salniers. And I'm going to spell that for you. S is in Sam, A-U, N is in Nancy, I-E-R-S. And it's a very labor-intensive process when the salt is harvested by hand. And it can actually take sometimes up to five years from what I've read. So some serious stuff and really makes me understand why sometimes uh, sea salt and certain types, at least anyway, are much more expensive than the table salt that we see in some of our local grocery stores. Now, the word salt comes from the Latin word salarium, salarium, which means payment in salt. And that's where the word salary comes from. Now, history tells us that salt was a precious, expensive, and highly valued item of trade, and it was sometimes used for monetary exchange. Now, that may sound pretty far-fetched for all of us, but back in Roman times, uh, Roman soldiers, from what I read in research, uh, some sources say that they were paid in salt. So rather than getting coins or bills or anything like that, you were paid in salt. So at that time, when salt was your payment, you, my friend, were living large. You were living large. So in thinking about that and how precious salt was, let's take a look at why we need salt and why it was so vital at that time and still is. Now, salt gets a bad rap in part because our diets have changed to include a more processed, fatty, and preserved food uh, items are in our diets now that have a lot of what's called table salt. Now, table salt in and of itself isn't necessarily bad, It's just not as good as natural sea salt is. Now, pure sea salt has minerals like sulfate, magnesium, 
calcium, potassium, bicarbonate, bromide, borate, stromium, and fluoride. And God has created our bodies to need these trace minerals and nutrients in order to function. Now, while table salt originally comes from sea salt, while table salt is being processed, those minerals that I just mentioned are stripped away and iodine is added in. So while iodine is a necessary nutrient, absolutely, so were all those other things <laughs> that God put into the sea salt because he made us and not we ourselves. He knew that we were going to need that to help ourselves to function optimally. But man and his limited wisdom decided, well, we'll just process all this out and we'll just add in something else. We'll add in iodine. So Iodine is a necessary nutrient as well and definitely needed in order for our bodies to function. It's just a good idea to look for veggies that contain it and also eat more fish and wild caught fish is, is the best if you can get that. All right. So let's go a little bit further BCU family and talk about why we need pure sea salt in our bodies. Now, believe it or not, sea salt prevents muscle cramps. Again, we talked about the essential nutrients and it actually enhances nutrient absorption. Absorption. So think about the foods that you're eating. So if you're eating more veggies or uh, if you're eating meat or, or pasta or whatever it is, whatever nutrients are in what you're eating, having sea salt with it helps your body to absorb those nutrients so that you can function on all quote-unquote eight cylinders. Now, pure sea salt also, believe it or not, regulates your blood pressure. Now, you have to have some water, obviously, with that, but because of all of the trace minerals in sea salt, uh, that's not going to drive your pressure up. It's going to regulate it. It also regulates your blood sugar for those that suffer with uh, high blood sugar, and it also helps you to sleep better. So when we look at salt, it regulates your body, it helps you to function, and it keeps a lot of the bad things out. Now, this is just a fraction of what salt actually does for your body. There's so much more, but again, we're going to condense this uh, for sake of time. Now, we've talked about some of the natural need for salt. Let's talk about the spiritual need for salt. So in regulating your body and keeping good things in and bad things out, naturally, same thing goes spiritually. So salt does regulate the body of Christ by keeping the bad out. If you've got salt down on the inside, uh, what will happen is you'll avoid what you're going to hear about here in Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, 
outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, which I tell you beforehand and have told you in time past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And again, that was the book of Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. So when we think about salt being down on the inside BCU family, because we've got the spirit of Christ and that salt, we're not going to practice those things that will keep us out of the kingdom of God. We may slip up every so often and we may struggle. We're not going to willfully, intentionally practice doing those things. Now, what I love about Jesus is, is that while having salt on the inside will keep that bad out, it also keeps us functioning by keeping the good in. What's some of that good? Love, peace, joy, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, temperance, faith, meekness. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Galatians chapter five, verse number 22. So when you think about it with the salt that Jesus gives us on the inside, it should show up on the outside. Amen. Amen. So BCU family as a needed spiritual nutrient Jesus also commanded that we have salt in ourselves and peace with one another. And that's found in the book of Mark, chapter 9, verse number 50. So I'll tell you what, the next time that we're together, we're going to take a look at what that means and why salt is vital in friendships and in our agreements. Stay tuned for that. Well, BCU family, I have to tell you that it was a pleasure to go back and look at this and to really think about salt and what it means in my life and how I can make sure that I'm staying salty. Uh, very often we, we hear this term, well, so-and-so was salty about this and so-and-so and was salty about that. And that just means that someone was angry about something or disagreed. And we have to be careful as a body of Christ not to pick up everything that the world says because uh, Jesus said that salt is a good thing and we need to make sure that we are full of salt. So I'm curious to know what you think about our topic here today and how you maintain the salt in your life. So if you would, if you're not already here, please head on over to the BlendCouragesYou.com website, scroll on down to the comment section, and let's continue our conversation. Well, BCU family, it is about time for me to wrap things up. Once again, this is Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com here. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in, and Lord will, until the next time we are together, may our amazing God bless you keep you, make his face to shine upon you, give you peace, and keep you salty as you stay on the wall.